Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I, we talk about all things tech. Today, we're going to talk about a topic called data visualization. There are many nuances of data and data-related topics, and uh, we want to talk about them all, to be honest, and it's quite interesting area altogether. But um, I thought we could tackle one by one, and one of them I am quite uh, excited about, or I think quite relevant in nowadays, uh, with the, all the tech innovation that's going on is uh, data visualization, how we visualize the data that are there. Right now, uh, gathering data is not a problem at all because there are so many machines that ga gathers not only personal data, but a very, uh, a lot of like natural data. There, there is no lack of data, but how we uh, visualize this data in a way that it's meaningful and we can make data-driven decisions, that's actually become quite relevant and important. So I thought uh, the audience would be quite benefited from uh, this this topic if we talk about it and uh, share our two cents and also would be looking forward to uh, knowing what you guys think of 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 uh, what we talk about today. So uh, thanks, thanks, Renat, for the introduction. I think yeah, data visualization is quite important. While you were just uh, doing the introduction, I realized that yes, we have a vast stream of data. Like if you go to Facebook, Facebook is collecting a lot of information. So is WhatsApp, Instagram, Snapchat, Reddit, and many other apps. And what information they are collecting is what what uh, what are you liking? What are you? Uh, who's liking what? What's the uh, what kind of posts you uh, like what kind of posts you share what what's the time of the day you're active um, and then uh, who whom are your friends and uh, how frequently do you go on to which friends profile so then what kind of videos do you watch and how long is the normally the video length how long do you watch it for so those kind of information that's just one person now imagine i come from a demographic of say uh, 30, 30, 30 plus uh, male uh, from Asia who's uh, based in London and now that's a demographic. So that uh, data is also collected and with all this data and that's how just one person and imagine now you have data from 1 billion people because that's the number of users on Facebook. So then what do you do? And you want to analyze and you want to predict. So you have the data, you want to make some predictions, but you then want to visualize how the pattern is, what kind of patterns are there. And that's where the visualization comes because you can clearly see patterns quickly when you try to visualize them. If you see just data, raw data, you won't be able to visualize them uh, quickly. Yes, yes, absolutely. So um, let's let's tackle this topic with a zoomed out view at first. So we have data. Um, so data has a journey. It travels through various steps. Um, so if we start with the with this journey, uh, the data is first created by the user or naturally. You know, for example, weather data is you know collected from natural occurrences, etc. So data is sort of created, and then it is collected, um, and then it is stored, and then we have all of these data. What do we do? I mean, what is the point of gathering all the data? We want to make data-driven decisions. All the decisions making should be based on some sort of statistics, some sort of reasoning or justification. And the data is the best way to justify a decision because we can uh, correlate. Uh, two different events and see that there is a relation and then we can predict if we change one uh, aspect, then the other aspect might predictably change. So that's the whole benefit of, you know, dealing with data. That's, that's what we can get out of data. Now, we have 
had many technological innovations so we uh, to to collect and store data i mean you know collecting data as amit you mentioned uh, facebook and you know so many other sort of internet uh, social media platforms and other internet websites and mobile apps etc and that's just one side of things but you know even your um, internet of things for example all the devices around you as well as um, data is being collected with uh, you know from natural sources you know weather data and then satellites and everything is collecting and storing data now what do we do with so much data that is incompre- incomprehensible for a human to to deal with and even in space uh, as well you know james webb telescope and all of this data is being collected we need a way to make a judgment based on data make a decision based on the correlation and causations that we find out of those data now how do we do that meaningfully is where data visualization step comes forward we need to visualize this data in a way that is meaningful to us humans as well as also potentially ai training modules who can learn from the patterns of this data so the data has two uses one is to training an ai module and the other one is for humans to visualize in a way that we could make meaningful decisions now how do we make meaningful decisions we need to have enough information uh, in a data visualization sort of output uh so it gives us the right correlation and causation and this is actually a very important subtopic in in terms of data to me correlation and causation of of data um uh so there is a uh statistic a statistical uh fact really if you want to call it that uh when it's sunny the sale of ice cream goes up and also the sale of uh sorry also the uh, reported assault cases goes up so does it mean that you know there is a correlate you know causation between ice cream consumption and assault no it's because they they, they are correlated but they're not uh, they don't have a causal relationship one doesn't cause the other for example there is another one um the number of people uh who are nobel prize winners uh there the majority of them likes dark chocolate does it mean that if you now start eating dark chocolate you will certainly you'll have more chances of winning the nobel prize no these are correlated data but not uh you know ca- causally related so um that's why we need to distinguish how we're visualizing data in a way that we can make the right decision to to stop or to reduce assault there is no point reducing the sale of ice cream uh because you know it was after more research it was found out that uh, uh it's because it's sunny and in a hot weather people are more hot headed so to individually unrelated uh statistics uh could be wrongfully causally uh, correlated uh so that's why it's very important that to know how we are visualizing the data whether it's actually giving us a meaningful insight on on the topic at hand 
So um, that's that's uh, that's an interesting side of uh, data visualization. Now we can talk about all the media that uh, we consume the data uh, or we visualize the data. I mean, you know, screen is is one in in our computer monitor we uh, visualize and in in different models like pie charts, bar graphs, etc. But nowadays with uh, technological advancement, we have like 3D visualization of data. Usually for, for decades, we've had X and Y plot and see, but now it has become quite commonplace to see the data in a 3D, uh, 3D uh, sort of uh, visualization uh, with X, Y, and Z. So we can sort of rotate that, uh, that plot and see how three um, axes are related to each other and correlated um, with each other. So, uh, I mean, what what are the, some of the other ways we can visualize data, Amit? Well, I think uh, that that's the I mean, first thing that pops up in my head is that uh, the standard line line. Uh, I mean, the in in school we used to use these graphs, right, for uh, drawing the uh, the equation. So you have x plus y equal to some number, and then you uh, put a value for x, and then you get calculate the value for y, and then you plot those points, and then you try to connect, and then you get a graph. So that's the first thing that you know. And then when you start using Excel, then you get these line line graphs bar graphs pie charts etc so that's one way to visualize but then um, there was a there's a I, I forget the name of the author but he wrote a very good book about uh, data visualization and you can it's not just about visualizing data in x and y axis or even z axis because that's just one way to look at data because you can uh, imagine data in terms of population so like how do you imagine data in terms of population sizes so suppose you draw the population of say india china and all the countries and then then you individually draw a circle which indicates the size of the population then quickly you can see that the circles for china and india are quite big while the circles for other countries are very small so that gives you an idea of the size as well as the proportion in which they are uh, different so that's one way to visualize the data where there is no x and y axis and there are many other ways like you have the uh, you have this uh, word uh, word heat heat map or something where you uh, see uh, based on the feedback of a particular event like you see what kind of words were used or what kind of feedback was given and then you calculate okay the bigger words are again bigger in size and the small uh, and the words that are used less frequently are smaller in size so that again gives you a visual representation which is quite different then you have these infographics which are now quite popular which gives you a lot of other information so it's it's like data but then data visualized in a completely different way like you're not just adding um, just the numbers and the graphs but you're now adding information like okay i can add animation i can add emojis i can add images i can even add videos and and that's one way to look at data and i think that's quite powerful and it's becoming more relevant because as you said technology has advanced and things have become uh, more uh, better in terms of of, um, like um, how we create things a lot of uh, people are becoming familiar with these tools so it's again uh, very easy I mean we uh, normally uh, when we collect uh, the data for our podcast we visualize it in couple of different ways we look at the map of the world and then we look at where the audience are so we look at uh, at the different percentages then you have weather maps weather maps uh, again it's a data visualization so it shows temperatures like across the across UK which uh, uh, which parts are high 
why which parts are hotter which parts are cooler and then you have uh, weather maps etc so there's whole new way of visualizing data but in the end it presents an information on which you can take a decision so if you look at a weather map you can then decide okay these parts of the uk are quite hot so i might need a air conditioner next year these parts of uh, are cool so i don't need air conditioner but i still need to be careful so things like that yes absolutely i i really liked the the way you've uh, talked about different ways of visualizing apart from just xy plot or even xyz plot like you know there is color change heat map then there is the you know, the circular representation of population and all of that. Then there is another world, uh, one I find quite interesting is word cloud. Yeah, you word know, cloud. That's what I meant. Yes. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get the right word. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Word cloud. I th I think it's it's so catchy, right? I mean, you don't even have to think very well. I mean, the one the words that are that have been used the most are bigger in size so you can just easily see them and there are variation of word clouds as well so you know for example the stock ex in stock exchange the stocks that are most volatile or most moving could become bigger or even in a it support scenario you know the the it tools which are most problematic for a support team they could just see the, those becoming red and on top of the list or blinking and giving that visualized data um, to make a decision or take an action very quickly and identifying, I mean, you know, identifying where the problem is uh, with good visualization. So visualization, I think, is is a very important step of the journey of usability of data. I mean, you know, with technical innovation, we've, you know, conquered all of these aspects, collecting, storing, but visualization, I think there is already a lot of innovation, but there is still a lot more room for more and more innovation because, um, you know, and that's the crucial point where humans are making meaningful decisions. And if those decisions are sort of uh, misled by wrongly visualizing a, a, a data set, that is very dangerous in a lot of cases. And uh, I, I want to sort of, um, I don't want to say enlighten, but I, I want to sort of make our audience aware of some of the sort of the nuances of, of uh, uh, data visualization and uh, how it could be dangerous. For example, uh, one of the things that a lot of um, controversially maybe a lot of politicians and a lot of uh, sort of biased, uh, you know, commercial advertisements do is give you data that looks, you know, a lot more believable to you as a consumer. For example, um, a lot of the shampoo and cosmetics apps, uh, ads, and this is something I notice quite, uh, you know, more, very often. And uh, I'm not going to name any names of any brand, but a lot of the times they say 90% of, um, you know, uh, uh, women or uh, people use this shampoo and they, they said it was positive. And then in the, in, there is an asterisk and in very small letters, it is written that this study has been done on 56 women or 24 women, um, or 24 people, etc. So that's a very small cross section of people among the whole of the population to, to, you know, get a deciding amount of data, uh, or, 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 or enough in, uh, like a, a sort of a saturation of data to make a decision. 90% of 20 people is 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 not, uh, you know, an accurate representation of whether that shampoo or that soap works. 
um, you know, sometimes 70 people, 90 people, but it's usually always less than 100 people uh, who on on who uh, uh, the the this experiment has been uh, done and. Uh, you know, this this does not represent the population of a country or the world or any demographic. To 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 be fair, that's one way. And the other way, a lot of the times, um, various businesses or politicians I've I've seen uh, sort of try to um, sort of uh, give you biased information is by um, uh, by uh, giving you an X Y plot, but on the X axis they don't tell you the unit. So the number of cars sold, you know, by a car company, they could, uh, you know, compare it against their competitor car company. Let's say for for argument's sake, Ford and Toyota. And if it is, a, you know, if if they're comparing, they're not, uh, you know, the the, the start point, uh, the x-axis might not start from zero. So if you don't start from zero, if you start from say 10 million and show the comparison between 10 and 12 million and the difference, the difference would look a lot bigger than the actual difference. So say for example, if Ford is giving an advertisement and uh, saying that we've sold more cars than Toyota and we, we've sold 11 and a half million and Toyota sold 11 million. But if the scale is from 10 to 12, it would seem like uh, there is a massive difference between Toyota and Ford car sales. And the people might think that, oh, Ford, Ford cars are more popular, so I might want to buy some. But actually, the difference is actually probably, you know, 5% if you, if you count from zero. So these are the things that we want to be mindful and careful of when we are visualizing data, that whether it's meaningful and whether it's the whether it's biased or not. So x-axis and y-axis should always start from zero and should always show the unit of measurement. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, you're familiar with, maybe if you are based in the US, maybe you're familiar with dollar, but they're doing a comparison of a different currency or a different uh, length unit. And that might actually give you a skewed impression of that data. So these are some of the things that are always to uh, to be mindful of. The, what are they showing in X and Y axis? Where is it starting from? Whether it's starting from zero or not, and what are the individual sections? You know how big are they? Uh, so these are some of the things that I would I would uh, you know ask the audience to be mindful of whenever they're uh, visualizing a, a data set. Well, uh, Renat, I think uh, those are really good points because um, I also thought like, uh, what will you talk about when you'd come to nuances? But those are really good points because a lot of times there are these surveys in the uh, newspapers and the surveys on the websites that you read. And most of the surveys, they are done about 1000 people, 2000 people. Um, and uh, they represent the and they say that, OK, 80 percent of people will have cancer if they have meat or 80 percent of this will have that. But it's not a representation of the whole population. It's just a generally if in that i mean people when when they do these surveys uh, whoever is conducting these surveys they think that if they select a good group which represents most of the population then it would uh, you can extrapolate it to the whole population and it would give the same results but actually that's not the case and that's why you have to be very careful and the same thing yes. happens with polls as well so when an election is going on when the poll results come oh 80% so like uh, trump and um, hillary clinton so everyone said oh uh, hillary clinton will win hillary clinton will win and then trump 
uh, won the election and same happened with Brexit. Oh, Brexit won't happen, Brexit won't happen and then Brexit happened. So everyone is shocked and everyone was surprised because the polls told a different reason because you are talking to only people who are willing to talk to you. Yes, Again, yes, that's, absolutely. That's a part of the whole survey process. <laughs> and that's actually a very important thing you mentioned. And this is something I actually want to also mention. I don't know how related it is to data visualization, but one of the things that I, I feel is a lot of the things, uh, a lot of the content we consume in social media, uh, you know, especially in TikTok and nowadays Reels and Shorts, uh, you know, there are many, many sort of... Uh, uh, sort of short uh, videos that we consume, and we think, okay, these are these are a representation a representation of all the people, what people thinks, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But actually, these are only the people who are uh, extrovert enough uh, to sort of pick up the camera and take a video and share their opinion, and uh, you know where you know have done the upload, but you would notice that you know in tiktok or in youtube everywhere only like two percent of all account holders are uploaders or content creators and 98 percent are consumers because that's otherwise you know it none of these would work because people need to watch the content that is being created so those two percent are never an accurate you know those those two percent's opinions are usually never the representation of of general mass population's opinion and there, there is a big debate that usually goes within data scientists and statisticians that what percentage of the overall population should be an accurate representation of 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 that you know uh, total population and there is there is always that debate and i think that it's represented with a p value uh, which i'm not going to go into too much detail because i'm not very much expert on that but it is a topic definitely uh, an interesting topic to sort of explore further well i think uh, again a good point because uh, i watch a lot of uh, tech uh, tech uh, uh, videos on youtube and uh, one of the um, biggest influences uh, currently on youtube when it comes to technology is mkbhd um, and uh, he posts a lot of videos on smartphones and other smart gadgets and uh, one of the things that and one of the interesting things that he said in one of his videos was that um, i mean there are content creators of course and as you rightly said, there are few content creators and many consumers and that's how the whole system works. But then he said that because only few people are creating the content, you're getting only few opinions. You're not getting all the opinions out there. So a lot of times when people say, why do you create a podcast? Why do you talk? Uh, when they ask me this question, I say it's just an opinion, right? And it's important to get that opinion out. And the more opinions you listen to, the more uh, rational decision you can come up uh, to. Because sometimes what happens is you only hear one side of the argument or you keep hearing only that side of the argument, never hear the other side. So like there is a moon conspiracy. So people keep talking about the moon conspiracy. Did we actually land on the moon? So we, So if someone listens to only moon conspiracy theories, then they reinforce that thinking and the same thing with visualization if you keep visualizing the same kind of data and if you keep visualizing the same kind of information it reinforces your beliefs your 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 thought process and that again is uh, dangerous so you want to have different kinds of data different kinds of information and then you come up with an informed decision because you can get the same information from various sources but you can't 
trust which source is the right one so like i can get the same news of the turkey earthquake recently from bbc from reuters from new york times from uh, an indian or source from an influencer on instagram from an influencer on instagram but then some some would be hyping it up quite a lot some would be downplaying it quite a lot so you don't know whether it's actually serious or it's not very serious and you have to then take a informed decision based on what you see and what you hear and what you read there is a very uh, famous quote which i keep quoting i keep quoting into everyone believe nothing of uh, what you hear and only half of what you see uh, it's a very uh, good quote and it just says that uh, nothing that you uh, hear should be trusted because you haven't seen it and whatever you see don't trust it completely because it could be uh, a trick so you always have to be careful even and and it applies to this data visualization subject because whatever we see you have to be very careful of what you are actually seeing unit of measurements it's a most crucial thing if you say the temperature is 100 what does it mean 100 degrees celsius or 100 degree fahrenheit it's it's yeah, totally it's a crucial difference within <laughs> difference. that one would vaporize you and one would uh, sort of not you know <laughs> one yeah so exactly so the numbers are uh, meaningless without the units so a lot of times people quote numbers but they don't quote the units like recently mkbhd showed a graph of apple showing an improvement of its chip over the previous generation but they didn't show that it was for last year's chip they showed that oh uh, uh, the a15 or a16 bionic chip is i think a15 bionic chip is better than the uh, the last uh, generation uh, last uh, the previous uh, generation when they actually uh, started the manufacturing or whatever but they didn't actually say that the improvement over the previous generation was minuscule so they were comparing it with like couple of generations back rather than the previous generation so of course the graph would show that it has increased quite a lot the performance improvements but actually with respect to the previous generation the performance improvement was not that high but then they need to sell more phones and they need to sell more phones based on okay we have improved performance we have improved the camera we have improved the battery and that's how you trick people and this was again highlighted in mkbhd and he showed the graph and that's where you think like okay yeah you are visualizing something there is data but what are you actually seeing and that interpretation is important absolutely absolutely and one of the trick that many businesses use and this is how they can get away with it is because if you don't say anything and if you leave it for the consumer to sort of imply upon themselves then they're not in the wrong they didn't give you wrong data but they intentionally misled you because they didn't give you the unit or they didn't tell you the whole information but they left it empty now leaving it empty makes a big difference because as humans we are designed to sort of you know fill the gaps that are that are there to, to sort of tell us the whole story our brain just does it and we we see it in optical illusions we see it in many many uh, examples and this is what's happening in data visualization they're not they're not giving you wrong data but they're leaving some things intentionally blank as a result you're assuming something which actually might not be the case at all and they're kind of designing it that way which is you know intent you know, intentionally misleading but um you know uh, as long as they're not saying anything false then they're okay so that's that's what we need to be extra mindful of when we are visualizing data and it could actually sway our decisions quite quite you know in a, in a quite serious manner for example the turkey earthquake you mentioned i mean you know that could actually sway someone's decision of whether or not to donate and how much to donate based on 
the seriousness that they feel there is and that's that's a that's an important uh, you know that's a life or death situation for someone who is actually suffering based on the donation um uh, you know people are doing worldwide so um these these things are actually you know life saving in in many ways or life destroying in 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 the other way so uh, it's it's very important that we always look at the asterisks and <laughs> small letter uh, sort of lines to sort of give us that extra bit of understanding so we can make informed decisions. Absolutely and I think um, one of the th- key things about humans is that uh, we are visual creatures. I mean we tend to listen but we also are visual creatures because we when we uh, through evolution, we evolved uh, looking at uh, animals and we started hunting. We started protecting ourselves based on the weather. We looked up the sky. We could navigate. So we are basically visual creatures. And that's why visualization is important. If you show me uh, a, a string of numbers and you uh, and tell me to uh, make a sense of it, I'll not be. If you show me a table of data, I'll not be able to make a sense of it. But if you show me a graph, I can quickly make sense of it, even though I don't know the numbers. So I think that's where the power of data visualization comes because you can make quick decisions based on uh, the visualization power because then you see a pattern and based on that pattern you can then uh, take decisions so for example I used to work in a for a client who is a telecom uh, giant in the UK and uh, they used to collect the data and uh, part of that data uh, you call it data warehouse data mining data analytics or whatever but part of collecting the data was how to create new plans uh, so that you based on the consumer trend so like how much people are consuming data how much people are talking so then what kind of plans you can come up with and that's the power of like uh, data i think we have already sp- uh, covered one topic on data previously and the visualization comes here like okay if i want to create a new plan how many people are actually buying it and what's the trend like is it going up is it going down etc and if i charge a bit more for data but charge a bit less for the minutes that they're talking um, will it uh, pay off or will it not pay off so you extrapolate in a graph or something and that's where the business decision part comes because uh, it's it's one thing to uh, look uh, collect the data visualize it but then the other th- the last step is to actually take an informed decision so either you act on it or you try to predict something based on that so th- that's again uh, quite important Yes, yes, absolutely. So with technological in, uh, innovation, you know, we have, you know, all these different ways of visualizing data. And one of the things that I also want to add to this different uh, sort of uh, uh, levels of visualization is VR and uh, how virtual reality is helping us visualize data in a more detailed way. So, um, you know, you can nowadays in your computer screen, 2D screen, you can see a 2D plot X and Y uh, uh, graph of a data, or you can even see a 3D 3D sort of a uh, data in your computer screen. You can rotate it around with your mouse or keyboard, et cetera, et cetera. But it would be so much more realistic if you actually went into a virtual reality world and then saw a 3D graph or a 3D plotting of, of some data 
in a way that you could sort of interact with, uh, you know, as you know, by moving your hands and sort of uh, amend it to see which result, you know, which data would give you which result, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So as humans, you know, how we visualize things and the more realistic, the more interactive it is, the more we can sort of absorb it better. And, you know, data, you know, the information absorption is quite crucial if we're making decisions and predicting uh, future actions, etc. So uh, virtual reality is, I think, uh, the next step or another very important way of visualizing data. Uh, it doesn't have to be just limited to virtual reality, but also augmented reality. So we could plot something in real life and plot, uh, you know, uh, 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 some more data on top of it uh, to to see. You can, you know, you could potentially you know, look at, you know, go to Dubai uh, and look at Burj Al Khalifa and then also have on an augmented reality, see the second tallest building in the world, which unfortunately I don't know which one it is. Um, well, you know, the CN Tower in Canada and have them compared right next to each other with augmented reality. So there are many ways of visualizing data. Some of them are quite interesting and, you know, even to a like a regular person who's not a data scientist would understand you know complex set of data through visualize you know to better visualization and if it's in 3d virtual reality world it would be even more fascinating and sort of um interesting to consume by the way i think one of the things i need to clarify is that when we talk about data it's just not numbers it could be images it could be videos it could be text it could be anything uh, that uh, that conveys certain information when you uh, look at it as a whole. So data is just not numbers. Uh, when we talked about word cloud, uh, it was not numbers, it was words. And then we look at heat maps, we are looking at images. Um, then uh, YouTube uh, creates uh, uh, like a visualization of the top uh, 10 or 20 performing videos. So d data need not be in the format that you are uh, familiar with because that's one of the things that we have grown up uh, to like, okay, in schools we use uh, graphs and in excels we use that so we think that that's just one uh, data and that's the only kind of data that we talk about but as rinat mentioned there are different uh, things and different aspects to it so one of the things to take away from that is that data is not just numbers it's many other things it could be music as well <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, very much so. And uh, all of these senses that we have are, you know, consuming information and we could just as easily consume meaningful and structured data through it. And our brain is really, really well designed to sort of find patterns within data. Uh, sometimes it can be sort of uh, wrongly used uh, if we keep seeing the <laughs> seeing one-sided stories. But uh, you know, on a regular situation, our brain is quite well built for uh, understanding or uh, sort of absorbing data and uh, make sense of it. So um, yeah, definitely it was um, it was actually quite fun talking about this topic, Amit, and um, hopefully our audience enjoyed it as well. There was a lot of information and uh, a lot of things to be aware of. Uh, hopefully the audience should be now more aware of um, sort of uh, dissecting the data that is presented to us every every day, uh, everywhere. So um, yeah, hopefully uh, this uh, was uh, you know informative and enjoyable. Uh, please do 
let us know about your feedback or any other topic you'd like us to cover. Uh, we look forward to sort of hearing from you. Our contact details are in every platform, whichever one you're listening to us or watching us. Um, so yeah, thank you again for listening and uh, we hope to see you again next week. Thanks a lot guys for listening and yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye.